47 The Time, Talk Radio 790K ABC, Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre, okay. Second toss-up of the morning, Rob Marinko, can you you name this singer? That's uh, that's Babs, right? You got it, see? I felt bad about asking you that uh, Gene Autry question. I would have gotten to it right about now. Well, the thing is, you know, I could ask easier questions (laughs) if it would make it less awkward. This Uh is a little unfair, though. Marinko is the biggest Streisand fan I've ever seen. Okay, so so it really wasn't much of a challenge. No. Uh, the Rose Parade, it's happening this morning, and my gosh, how lucky are we? We tried to go, uh, to to get uh, Tom Brokaw, but we couldn't. Instead, we're going to get Jim Roop. Jim Roop, uh, you're you're the backup for Tom. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Jim. Uh, what you. a treat for you to be out there among them. Uh, first of all, is uh, folks shivering a little bit? What, uh, roughly, what's the temperature? You know, oh, that's a great. I think it was 39 when I checked about a few seconds ago. Yikes! I'm just watching. I'm just watching ATF right now go through the crowd with uh, with their canines. It's uh, quite an interesting amount of security here. As I walked up uh, Colorado up to the uh, the, or- the intersection of Orange Grove and Colorado, lots of activity. This is definitely noticeable. The amount of security this year. You know, I was I was reading in the, one of the reports out of the Daily News that the Pasadena Police Department stepped up security. I'm thinking that's nice of it. What about the FBI, the Marines, the Secret Service? But you're saying alcohol, <laughs> tobacco, and firearms, they're, they're on the case as well. Yeah, it's very, you know, the, uh, the Rose Parade and the Rose Bowl game got an assessment rating of one this year, which that's a designation given usually to, like, the, uh, the Super Bowl. Maybe a dozen events across the country every year get that designation, and that means Homeland Security dumped all its resources. Right. Usually, passing the police department have to ask for certain things. They have to know what to ask for and ask for them, but... Uh, there's radar detection machines, license plate scanners, extra cameras everywhere, uh, uniformed and non-uniformed officers. Um, you know, it, it, it really is quite a noticeable amount of security, a, a much larger uh, contingent of security. And I guess it does two things. It, number one, it's, it's a deterrent of some sorts, and then at the same time, it makes people feel fairly safe as they come to an event like this. Sure. Well, big deal. I'm looking over the stats here. 44 floats, 19 equestrian teams, 20 bands running five and a half miles, and the Grand Marshal documentarian Ken Burns. Ooh, must be a mob scene with with all the the screaming teenage girls, right? (laughs) He's a a pretty cool guy. Oh, yeah. He's he's probably like the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Is that is that too dated a reference, Rob Marinko? Okay, okay. Well, no, the think, thing is, I, mean, I just you, think you went Ken to Barbara Streisand. So yeah, if you go to Barbara true. Streisand, you can go to I, the Beatles. I just think Absolutely. Ken Burns should get a new haircut. Okay, I'm going to come out and say it. Okay, that that bowl has to break someday. What's wrong with the guy? He's got millions of dollars. He's world famous. Why can't he get himself a haircut? Well, I got him for his New Year's gift, uh, a Supercuts uh, <laughs> gift card. I'm so. telling you, that would be a major upgrade. <laughs> and then there are other cuts. Hey, so, so Jim Roop, have you have you talked to folks up and down the uh, the parade route and uh, and find found out why in the world they decided to, to spend the night shivering in the cold? Well, there are there are three types of people here. Really, there's the newbies who this is on their bucket list, something they'd like to do at least once in their lives, and they come into town or they're from the area and they come up for the Rose Parade. Uh, and, and then there are those who every year come back because they reconnect with people they met at Rose Parades past. And they have the same place where they camp out, and they all get together, and it becomes this big reunion. And then there are those who are here because their teams are in the Rose Bowl Parade. you got folks from Iowa and Wisconsin are here to root on Iowa. And then you have folks from 
uh, Northern California and the, the state, really, because Stanford's in the Rose Bowl. So those are the three types of people that are here. And you get various reasons as to why they're here. Most of them will give you this. I have, I, when I got the tickets, I didn't realize how cold it was going to be and how early it was going to be. California. Well, you never know. I remember we saw about a week ago a picture. It was Central Park, 72 degrees. Guys were playing beach volleyball there in the park. Uh, pretty yeah. amazing. So I'm, I'm reading here of the parade sponsor, Honda, will lead the parade with Nature's Hope, a float honoring both the United States and Japan's national parks. You know, I, I'm pretty happy about that. I know that the national parks in Japan have been so underrated over the years. It's nice they're finally getting recognition. <laughs> well, I think they have one at least. Uh, it's so crowded; it's probably more like a patch of land. But you know, that, that's the theme this year: is find your adventure. It's celebrating the National Park Service's 100th anniversary. So, uh, and, and you know, Ken Burns did that documentary and wrote that book with. Uh, I think he had a co-author on the book, but uh, about the national parks. Uh, so it's it's one of those things. The floats are absolutely amazing, by the way. Uh, and even when you see them on television, you're going to go, oh, my gosh, how do they do that? Yeah. How do they get them so big? How do they make them move? Lots of animation on these floats. You know, it's it's a far cry from that first parade you went to, Royal, <laughs> when it was just buggies and flowers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and the dinosaurs in the background whipping <laughs> their tails around. It was <laughs> it, it, it was taking it some kids out, you know? Speaking of how do they do that, Jim Roop, a uh, 150-foot Disneyland float, they say complete with the millennium. Falcon flying overhead. Now, uh, I understand that's the uh, that's the starship uh, from Star Wars. How did they get a Star Wars starship to fly overhead? Doesn't that seem to violate the laws of physics? <laughs> well, we're going to find out, aren't we? What's going to be interesting is to see it take that turn from uh, color from Orange Grove down to Colorado. That's <laughs> yeah. always the fun part is to watch it. They go, oh man, we made this a little too big. Oh, yeah, so, so it takes a while to negotiate that that turn. But uh, that, that's always the fun part is to watch these floats, these huge floats, try and make their way down that or, or, or through that intersection. All right. Well, Jim Roop, we're going to check in with you later in the morning. Uh, we're going to be waiting with bated breath to see if uh, Ken Burns has a better haircut and how uh, all the sights and sounds <laughs> of the parade roll out. So uh, you take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. See you later. 5.54 the time. Talk Radio 790-KABC. Royal Oaks in for Doug. Let's check traffic with Bill Thomas. 628 at the time, Talk Radio 790K ABC, Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre. So, uh, George Lucas, the uh, creator of Star Wars, he, uh, he sells the franchise, the whole kit and caboodle to Disney for $4 billion. Okay? Nice payday. Yeah, so uh, he, he goes on uh, goes on the Charlie Rose show, and, and he's being interviewed, and, and Charlie says, So, so tell me, George, what, what's, what's the deal behind the set? Oh, I'm sorry, that was Larry King. <laughs> Oh man, you know I am so bad. I, I am a real. I can't do Charlie Rose was, at all. I was looking for the suspenders that was so I close. Can only do Larry King. So here's yeah. here's the response by George Lucas to the whole question line from uh, from our our friend uh, Charlie Rose. These are my kids. You know, I I love them. I created them. I'm very intimately involved in them. And obviously to and sell you them sold off them. To, I sold them to the white slavers that take these things and and. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
white slaver. He's a little nervous laugh. Well, you know, he's trying to make a joke, but boy, it hit like a whirlwind, and he had to apologize. He says, I've been working for Disney for 40 years, chose them as the custodian of Star Wars because of my great respect for the company and Bob Iger's leadership. Disney's doing an incredible job of taking care of and expanding the franchise. So he kind of had to back off. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Embarrassing. If George Lucas calls these characters his children, Mm -hmm. what he did in the prequels was molestation. (laughs) So you have a strong opinion about this, Randy. I I still haven't seen the new one, so I can't can't express an opinion about it, but uh, I'm sure I'll get around to it. And I'm told it's not necessary to see all six uh, of the others before I I, I see number seven. 6.30 the time, Talk Radio 790 KABC, The Place. Rob Marinko with the headlines. I'm not wearing underwear today. 6.57 the time, Talk Radio 790 KABC. Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre. Well, a lady in Costa Rica, Rob Marinko, went commando. She decided not to wear underwear one day. That's news. So she and her boyfriend are at an amusement park, Uh and they're on the um, La... Tagada spinning disc ride Uh-oh. at the Zapote Festival in San Jose, Costa Rica. It, it, it kind of jolts the riders. Mm-hmm. What do you know if her pants don't start falling down? Oh, boy. Much to the amusement, we're told, of fellow thrill seekers who realized she was wearing nothing underneath. Yeah. <laughs> the boyfriend tried desperately to cover her up, but was buffeted by the gyrations. That happens. Have you ever been buffeted by gyrations, Rob Murray? I'd rather not talk about that right now, Royal. We had a story earlier this week. We talk, uh, There was the guy at the strip club, and he's looking up at the gal, and he starts heckling her. He'd had a lot to drink, and he uh, says she's overweight. She's just fat. Uh-huh. So she just slaps, starts slapping him around. So I think he was buffeted <laughs> after her gyrations, uh, and, and, uh, and I think they, they kicked him out of the club. Anyway, one of the onlookers, of course, captured the mortifying scene on his cell phone and shared it online. What fun. That's why folks go to an amusement park to to get to see stuff that maybe they wouldn't see at home, okay? Uh, 6.59 the time here on Talk Radio 790K ABC. Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre. When we come back, we're going to be checking in with John Zogby. He's president of Zogby Analytics. Of course, what other kind of analytics would he be president of? We're going to talk about the 2016 presidential campaign. Maybe Mr. Zogby can explain the Donald Trump phenomenon. Stay with us here on KABC. I got a little drunk last night Something about a midnight rain Staring at the ceiling fan I couldn't get you off my brain 727 The Time, Talk Radio 790K, ABC, Royal Oaks, in for Doug McIntyre. Well, one gentleman that uh, had a little too much to drink recently was a a Russian fellow. He gave new meaning to the term dead drunk. He got so loaded, he was actually declared dead by Russian officials, and Russian officials rarely get things wrong. He was brought to the morgue, Rob Marenko. The man had passed out while partying with pals. Mm -hmm. The first responders show up. Oh, they say he's dead. Take him to the morgue. In the morgue, he wakes up in the middle of the night. Oh. He's confused. He's dazed and confused. He's frightened about being locked in a cold room filled with dead bodies. (laughs) That would ruin your whole day. Yeah. He starts banging on the door until the cops let him out. If those Syrian refugees in Sweden who are worried about haunted (laughs) bathrooms were there, man, they'd really freak out. We're talking a major Syrian freak out. So, incredibly... (laughs) 
The man didn't just go home. Now, you'd think after an experience like that, he just want to get home, you know, kind of sleep what, it off. What did he do? Well, my guess is he was looking for a drink, and so, but but instead, <laughs> he goes to his friend's place uh-huh. where the booze fest had happened, and he knocks on the door, and what did he find? He find all finds all his friends mourning his death. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> poor Judd is dead. I don't know what Judd in Russian is. So at least one of his buddies faints. Because, you know, here's this walking dead friend, sure. right? And so the somber gathering turned into a celebration. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'll bet there were a couple of toasts to him, <laughs> don't you think? Uh, he, it's a little like um, that guy in South America. Do you remember a few years ago? He starts selling a bell that you can be buried with. Because oh, yeah. he claimed that not once, but twice... He was declared dead and put in a coffin, and only by luck did people hear him banging on the door saying, hey, no, I'm okay after all. He claimed it happened twice, and he, he became a pitchman, and he sold a bell that you could uh, you know ring if you're in the coffin. Huh. I don't want to doubt his sincerity. No. But let's face it, he's just a big fat liar, you know. <laughs> no nobody has that happened to them twice, okay? No. That was Most the Most ba- of us one time max. Yeah, one, one time I can believe, but uh I don't know. The the bell sounds like a wacky idea. Seven twenty nine the time, talk radio seven ninety K A B C. After the news, we're gonna be joined by the legendary Bob Eubanks, his final tour as host of the Rose Parade. But first, Rob Marinko has the headline. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade Don't tell me not to fly I simply got to If someone takes a spill It's me and not you Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade 8.15 the time Talk Radio 790 oh, K ABC. What a voice, amazing oh, voice man, Rob I'll tell you, I mean, I, Whenever I hear her singing this song I just want to Dance on down to the Abbey and have myself a Singapore sling. Well, I really do. I, I, I think she's I amazing. Over you, me. Maybe her politics aren't everybody's cup of tea. No. But, uh, hey, we are joined by Gordon Tokamatsu, NBC4 reporter at the Rose Parade. Gordon, how you doing out there? Well, it's cold. I can tell you that much. I, I guess so. Before we get into the parade, uh, Gordon, uh, everybody should know they can catch NBC4 News live here on KBC Radio every day, 4.30 a.m. to 5 a.m., so that's fantastic. I think it would be better if it, it was just morning meditation with Gordon Tokamatsu for a half hour, but I, 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 you probably haven't gotten that onto the schedule yet. Uh, no, no, that's what they've told me. Well, you know, we'll, we'll be pushing. We'll be writing letters and sending emails. So, Gordon, what's the mood out there at the parade? Is uh, is there any sense that people are on edge uh, about security issues, or is it just unbridled fun? I'd have to say it's more of the latter, Royal. It's uh, unbridled fun. People, there's a great sense of anticipation here. Uh, we can actually, I think, almost hear the first of the uh, of the front end of the parade. It's not where I am. I'm at Fair Oaks in Colorado at the moment, and obviously, since the parade just began farther west of us here, the most we've seen is uh, Pasadena police motor units uh, at the front end of the parade, of course, uh, driving around in uh, careful formation. Looks like they've uh, done quite a bit of 
training for this. Um, but in terms of uh, anticipating any kind of uh, security concerns or anything like that, no one that we've spoken to has intimated uh, that that's the case. Most people are just kind of going through their daily routines, uh, enjoying this spectacle, enjoying the events. And uh, not telling us that they're they're doing anything different. Now that's different for um, law enforcement, of course. Uh, as you know, Philip Sanchez, the uh, chief of police here, and others have made very clear that uh, this is an extraordinary year uh, in light of the fact that uh, we've had these terrorist attacks, et cetera, especially close to home in San Bernardino. And uh, they've got something like two dozen federal agencies here, in addition to Pasadena PD and all the other law enforcement agencies locally, uh, making sure that everyone has a safe and, and sound time. And uh, I, I guess I'm looking at the front end right here at Fair Oaks, the front end of the parade. A car is just moving through, and I can't quite tell what it is, Royal, because people are standing up in front of me. It, it sounds like there's some cacophony there, but it sounds like everybody's having a great time. We're talking with Gordon Tokamatsu, NBC4 reporter at the Rose Parade. Of course. So you're right there at Fair Oaks in Colorado, Gordon? I am, and I see a band. I can't tell which which one it is, but it's a band, and they're big red banners, and uh, and the parade is has officially begun, at least at this uh, intersection. Excellent. Well, I was going to ask you. I know there's a Verizon uh, shop there. Could you complain about my cell coverage to them because it, it, it's been it sucked lately? Uh, <laughs> no, never mind. I'll do I'll do it myself. Gordon, um, how apparent is security? I mean, we've been reading about two dozen explosive-sniffing dogs and rapid response teams. Uh, If you look around, do you get the sense that, yeah, this is an armed camp or or not so much? You know, to be honest with you, it it, it doesn't seem uh, extraordinary, at least not visibly. I've covered a few of these before, and uh, there's plenty plenty of police, L.A. Sheriff's deputies, CHP, uh, what you don't see is, uh, is what's happening be behind the scenes, of course. And um, I, I, I can't say honestly that, that it looks like there's extraordinary security. It actually looks like it, it does every year. And that's actually a testament to uh, the fact that law enforcement's tried to tried its best to make sure that people don't, you know, sort of feel like it's different, even though maybe it is. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, Gordon, the sounds in your descriptions, it's like we're there. It's almost like I can smell the horses. It's This is kind of, this is riveting radio. Gordon, you're actually marching in the parade, aren't you? That's interesting because I haven't actually seen any horses yet, so you might be smelling something else. <laughs> it's very possible. Hey, um, are you? Uh, d- what are the post-parade float viewing possibilities? As I understand it, for those uh, who aren't lucky enough to be there with you, uh, the the floats are going to be uh, hanging around for several days. Yeah, they do. They park them at a park, and forgive me, I don't exactly remember what the location is or even the name of the park, but it's all there for everyone's viewing. So if you happen to miss them. And how could you really, even from this crowd, you right. can go to the park and see them up close and personal and smell the flowers. It's really something uh, amazing. So we're talking to Gordon Tokumatsu, NBC4 reporter at The Rose Parade. Are you, are you running into a mix of people there, like some of the newbies and the one-timers, uh, in addition to the grizzled veterans who like to camp out every single year? Yeah, 
a healthy mix of that. I have to say there are quite a few Iowa fans. I see a lot of uh, Iowa colors and uh, folks wearing jerseys and banners and that sort of thing. So uh, obviously there's a, a huge contingent out here, lots of interest in the game coming up later in the day. Now, Ken Burns, the famed documentarian, is the grand marshal of this year's parade. Uh, would you would you mind, uh, Gordon, just throwing a question, yelling a question oh, no. to him about his haircut? Because it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> kind of. I kind of like his haircut. You know, he's such a pleasant guy. I had a chance earlier in the week to interview him. And, and you know what he said about this parade? He said, he said, this is a chance for all of us to celebrate what we are and how different we are, but all communally. So we can look at this right. parade and enjoy it at the same time while celebrating our differences. And he says there's something really intrinsically American about that. And that's Ken Burns all the way. He's a perfect grand marshal for this event. Well, you're right. If you want to be substantive uh, and important and thoughtful, then then you have a good point. I'm still focused on the fact that, that he uses a bowl for his haircut. But I'm going to get past it. Uh, Gordon Tokumatsu of NBC4, what about this Millennium Falcon? Uh, as I understand it, it's actually flying above the Disney float, uh, but I wasn't sure whether it was a, a real Falcon or like a paper mache thing. You know, I'd heard about that. The one that I'm looking forward to, though, is the snowball throwing one. I, I, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to look, but apparently they're throwing snowballs at each other on the parade, and on the uh, float itself. So that should be interesting. I wonder if a stray snowball might end up in the crowd, though. <laughs> Very possible. Well, Gordon Tokumatsu, uh, iconic Los Angeles newsman, NBC4 reporter, we thank you for your diligent reporting, and uh, it, it made us feel like we were there in Pasadena. Thanks a lot, Royal. All right, take it easy. 822 The Time, Talk Radio 790 KABC. That was exciting. It I was. really felt like I was in Colorado and Faro. Exactly. I was about to storm into the Verizon Were store. You? Yeah, yeah. Well, every once in a while you have a little coverage issue. All right, uh, this is KABC Royal in for Doug. Stay with us. Your one stop for breaking news and adult <laughs> fun. 790 KABC. Six the time. Talk radio seven ninety K A B C Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre this week. Happy New Year to you all. So the gal um, uh, Sophia Rosenbaum, Rob Orenko, She's a reporter for the New York Post. She is not a fan of the affluenza guy. No, no. I'm I'm going to prove it to you. Here's the first line of her story in the New York Post. The affluenza brat partied a little too hard at a strip club in Mexico while on the lam and needed mommy's help to foot the bill. So I'm inferring from that that Sophia doesn't approve <laughs> of, big, of, of Ethan fan. Couch. Yeah. So it gets it gets worse. I mean, uh, you know, normally, according to her uh, article here, he and mom would stay inside their uh, room at a resort. But one night he decided to hit a gentleman's club. Uh, a few hours later, he is escorted back to the lobby of the resort, flanked by two bouncers from the club after he couldn't pay his big bill. So the hotel workers had to go get mom, Tanya, who was sleeping upstairs, didn't have enough money to pay the bar bill. The bar bill, I like that. His mother had to bail him out, according to hotel worker Marina Meza. 
As I added, she sensed something odd about the mother-son duo who refused to complete the hotel paperwork that required photo IDs and who paid the nightly fee of $80 in cash. The couches stayed in the room for some nine days with their dog. Oh, maybe it was an emotional support dog. Yeah. Think so? Mm. little schnauzer there for the affluenza guy. Seemed like normal people, she said. Maybe a little too private. Uh... And then after, after they were arrested Monday, this is great, hotel workers found a large caliber revolver that the couches brought with them. And what they did was when they moved from one room to the other, they just left the gun behind in a drawer in the hotel room. Really smart. They're really brain surgeons, you aren't know, they? This is very interesting. I wonder if they will be facing additional charges in Mexico. You know, they have very, very strict gun laws. Oh, yeah. Well, people were trying to wonder a couple of days ago when we were reporting, on, well, is, is there anything else they can get affluenza boy on? Maybe there's a you know, well, gun remember, charge. Well, remember the Marine, his name escapes me now, but he spent months yes. in prison down there for taking one gun, Yep. apparently accidentally across the border, well, look at this. I mean, if, if this kid isn't charged with that or the mother, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, so maybe you got the gun charge. <laughs> he can't fa- he can't pay for the strip club bill. Uh, Mom's back in Texas uh, probably in the next few days or week or so. Uh, Ethan will be back in Texas, and uh, let's just hope that the prosecutors uh, get creative and let's can hope. Yeah, charge him with some additional time. 829 The Time, Talk Radio 790 KABC. The headlines now with Rob Marinko. My royal millions of... Breaking the law, breaking the law. 7 The Time, Talk Radio 790K, ABC, Royal Oaks in for Doug McIntyre. So, Rob Marinko, uh, about 800 new laws you can break in California. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, now here's one that may affect you. Yes. It bans the sale of rhinoceros horn. You're so, kidding me. Yeah, so if you were ah, thinking goes, of, you know... It was my hobby. Uh, also, elephant ivory. Uh, so don't mm. even think about selling those items. That's brand new. I'm surprised that wasn't already on the books, actually. Yeah, I am too, actually. Uh, so now, police officers or family members may seek a restraining order that bars a person deemed dangerous from possessing firearms for 21 days. And, of course, it grew out of the maniac in Isla Vista who shot up all those people. That, remember that ridiculous video he, he yeah. made of himself you know blonde uh, cute blonde women don't pay attention to me so i'm going to go out and kill join people. the club buddy <laughs> you know it's it's interesting it, it's on the one hand it, it sounds like a good idea we want to keep guns away from nutcases and so on and and so now you can go to court on the other hand maybe a lot of family feuds and people yeah, who are gonna, makes that decision Was well the, the judge court? yeah absolutely okay, well. it, it, you know if, if cousin wilbur uh, you think is off the bias, and you think he's uh, he's fooling around with guns, and he shouldn't be. You get to go to court, basically, and s- tell it to the judge. And uh, does Wilbur get to defend himself? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. He might want to change his name too while he's there in court. So uh, <laughs> next uh, new law: the state can collect DNA samples from suspected criminals, but can no longer do so from those held for non-serious felonies, like nonviolent drug crimes. Give me a break. Oh, no. I mean, I get the privacy issue, but a database can be pure gold in connecting the dots, cold cases. Yeah. So why don't we take the dis- DNA samples from all suspected criminals, not just the serious felonies, uh, but also the non-serious ones? I think Boy, this- the, the, our IRS was uh, collecting information on suspected conservatives. I guess maybe yeah, you could that, include criminals, right? That's no? absolutely true. Another new law here in California. Your, um, your hoverboards are now legal. Anywhere you can ride a bike, you may also ride your hoverboard, as long as you know it doesn't go up in flames. Yeah, if you're 
you're a knucklehead, but go ahead. Apparently, I don't know how they work. Are they like a Segway only without the vertical bar that's, and the handle I think that's and so a great, on? I think that's a great description. That's how I've heard it described by people who have been on one. And I've seen people falling off on the oh, news, yeah. you know, breaking themselves yeah. as well as going up in flames. It's a it's a towering inferno. Oh, here this is going to be interesting to you, Rob. New Lawn, California. Beer tasting events are now legal at farmers markets. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> so you won't just be assaulted by the cheese guy. You're going to be, uh, you know, the, the beer tasting folks are going to be going I just wish management you. here at KBC would get on board. <laughs> Why not? Let's just get a tap in here. Hey, um, uh, Im- immigration law. Oh, this is political correctness run amok. The word alien will now officially be stripped mm, out, cares. removed from California's labor code to describe those not born in the United States. Give me a break. So we can't call illegal aliens illegal aliens nope, anymore. Nope, no, that'd be illegal. Mm. Um, okay, on uh, on the uh, right to die front, California is now a right to die state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we join uh, Oregon and a couple of other states. Um, but the problem is the stupid legislature had the opportunity to include a requirement that somebody who wants to off themselves has to at least go to a psychiatrist or psychologist, uh, spend a little time, have yeah. them, because the statistics show the great mm. majority of people who want to uh, go ahead and die with dignity have mental health issues, serious depression, anxiety issues, and if you gave them some help, then it yeah. might cause them to not make an ir- irreversible decision. But no. Well, they, they could go around the red tape and just break into a gun owner's house at 2 in the morning. That's true. That's another option. That's self-help. So another uh, new law in California, the vaccination law, is stronger now. We have gotten rid of the ability of parents to stop immunization based on personal beliefs of the parents. And thank God for that. I mean, the poor kids need protection from these dread diseases. And just because they've got wacko parents who believe that vaccinations aren't for real, I mean, it's a public health issue. It, it's not fair to the kids. So fortunately, the legislature got that right. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, uh, Jenny McCarthy is, uh, is cute. <laughs> but as far as being the expert on vaccinations, I think I'll go to my doc. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so students, there are some new laws in California uh, regarding students. Weapons are now banned on campuses. So only the bad guys. No more campus shootings. No, that's only great. the bad guys get to have oh, guns. That, no, that's great. There yeah. will be no, no more shootings on campus. That's wonderful. Only the maniacs. Oh. You know, are we really worried that a 10th grader in a fight over a Hello Kitty purse is going to pull out a Luger and shoot Brittany. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, it's we've been talking about it all morning. We've been talking about the Texas open carry law. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is with a good guy with a gun. And even if you are going to ban weapons by the kids... What about some armed guards on our campuses? Yeah. We seem to be allergic to that. It's like, oh, oh no, yeah. can't have that. No guns. Guns are bad. We we can't have guns on. Only maniacs should be able to get on campuses with guns. So uh, marching through our our new laws in California. Great news for the minimum wage recipients. A, a big raise from nine dollars an hour to ten dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, that's going to be more automation wel- coming up. Welcome relief. Well, absolutely. I mean, you you just know that people, you know, small businesses, folks, just kind of close to the margin. You know, they're going to do anything they can to try to get rid of human beings because not only is the minimum wage going up and nine to ten is just a start. Soon it's going to be agitating for fourteen, fifteen, but also health benefits. I mean, in any business or, or most businesses, the big chunk of costs is 
paying for your employees. And I mean, the trend is, is so is so clear. Every parking lot you go to now, virtually every one I go to, it, there are no human beings inside. It always used to be a guy sitting there taking the ticket, giving the ticket, the money, and so on. Now. You just stick your credit card in the slot. Yeah. No human beings required. Even the grocery stores. I feel mm-hmm. so sorry for the checkers. You know, they're, they're forced to. to they're show training us how to exactly. do this stupid self checkout, which I always get wrong. Yeah. You know, and then I get to the to the door, and, and the four alarm uh, goes off, and, and and I'm arrested for mm. uh, for stealing stuff because I didn't check it out properly. So anyway, the the minimum wage is going up to ten. And the final law here, very important: birth control pills in California. You no longer need a prescription. So you can just, oh, Rob, we just fine. march right in and get your birth control pills, whether your doctor wants to uh, give them to you or not. All right. 844 The Time, Talk Radio 790 KABC, Royal Oaks, in for Doug McIntyre. Stay with us. And let's check in with Bill Thomas for traffic. Nine forty-seven. The time. Talk Radio 790 KABC, Royal Oaks, in for Doug McIntyre. You all know what that sound means. It means we are in the presence of the one, the only, Les Siegel, ace movie reviewer. Happy New Year, Les. How are you? Good morning. Happy New Year to you guys. So the movie you're reviewing today is Will Smith's Concussion. Am I right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I had to have my head examined. Just to going, just to go to see this stupid movie. I think I got that joke, Rob. Was this a screening, or did you actually go to a movie theater and interact with people? No, I actually went to a, a movie. I had to pay for it. Normally, McIntyre would give me the twenty, but he's not here, so we'll have to uh, bypass that. I'm sure but... you're going to get reimbursed by the station. Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> a little cynicism in his voice. No, I'm, I'm picking up there. No, I went. I I, I spent like uh, with the popcorn. And the uh, and the ticket was like you know about fifty bucks, but uh, well, you, you s- theater did you get the theater to yourself? Did you get a road to yourself? Well, did they, yeah, there was, sit there away was, from you. There was. Did nobody. you get a milk done to yourself? There was absolutely nobody there. Was there was five people, one of which was me. Oh, that's too bad because I was figuring. Whereas it's nice to go with the fancy screenings at par- the Paramount lot, which you're used to. Uh, sometimes it's nice to be with the normals to get their reaction, but only five people, huh? There weren't that many normals there. Oh, so, so uh, you're. It was freezing this w- there. It was at the plant and Van Nuys. Yeah. And it was like I was at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field in Green Bay. I well, you know, for- Les, I could be wrong here, but I think the, your your listeners want to hear more about the movie than the temperature in the theater. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, this- so you're saying it was not two thumbs up? <laughs> this, yeah, no. It, it, it stars Will Smith as a forensic pathologist. Right. On the frozen tundra <laughs> of Lambeau Field. <laughs> What, what for, <laughs> forensic pathologist? What kind of a role is that for Will Smith? He's well, a sexy action hero guy. Well, not this time. He uh, discovers that football players, what do you know, gets injured. <laughs> what a shock, <laughs> huh? Uh, I was just shocked that. Anyways, it's about these football players. Yeah. You know, they uh, they start losing their mind and they're stumbling around. They're incoherent. It's what uh, John Phillips calls Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's cold. That's cold. Now there were some other big names in the movie too, besides Will Smith, right? Yeah, Who Albert else was Brooks in there? Brooks and Al- Alec Baldwin. Oh, we love yeah. Albert Brooks yeah. and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, the the performances were good. It's just the script sucked. Oh, that's too bad. And Did you know what? Albert Brooks' real name? You know his birth name, Les? No. Albert Einstein. Really? No joke. Yeah. His brother, a, a, comedian Bob Einstein. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and you know Alec Baldwin's birth name? Uh-uh. Alec Baldwin. Oh. oh. Yeah. 
What well, about? Do, do, what you about guys, do you guys ever seen? Uh, uh, I want to compare it to this television show that comes on after Sunday Night Football on NBC Four. It's the Challenge, and yeah. what That's they a do challenge is, to watch. Okay. <laughs> they, okay. Every week they have this do-gooder on yeah. who you know who rescued someone. He's usually from the unincorporated area of Saugus. And they, <laughs> and they, and, and he's working his way up to the incorporated area. Of and, they, and they, um, you know, they rescue someone, and so Fred, Fred and Petros, you know, get put him on the air, and he's with the, his girlfriend and five kids from another marriage, as if this guy who can, you know, could afford a Brady Bunch, you know, as a sheriff somewhere. Oh. Nevertheless, that's, it's like a do-gooder, and that's what, that's what this guy is. That's what Will Smith is. He's a do-gooder. Well, he's I wanna, try, trying to I wanna, save lives. I want to, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to save lives. I want to, you know, dissuade football players from getting into it, tell the moms not to, and it's just the violins were out, and, you know, I remember I remember as a kid, you know, Roman Gabriel was, you know, the quarterback for yeah. the Rams. You know, he'd go back to pass, and anytime there was a, an opposing player within the area code, he'd, he'd like literally just cower to the ground. Yikes, yikes. He, well, yeah, now, well, now you mentioned, you've mentioned uh, Will Smith, Albert Brooks, Alec Baldwin. What about the ladies? Aren't there any famous actresses in this uh, film concussion? No, they got, they got some. Uh, a lady from uh, Africa who I never heard of. It's a newcomer. She she's the love interest, and it was sort of a contrived plot because she would meet him at church, and they fell in love, and the whole thing. And say so they they, tr- they sort of like parallel edited. So there's no tr- big great f- role for women. This sounds like part of the war on women to me. Yeah. Now, yeah, what about, been, what, what's the conflict? You know, every good movie, which you're suggesting this maybe isn't one, but every good movie has a, has a conflict. I mean, well, the hero is fighting against, is he up against right. the NFL or what? Right, the hero, Will Smith, is up against the NFL. The NFL has, you know, first of all, has nothing to do with this film. I waited to freezing as I was. I waited uh-huh. to the end of the credits, and the NFL... Um, you know, there's no, there was no mention of the NFL, so they didn't have, they had nothing to do with this movie. Um, and the, the NFL to this movie is like McIntyre to going to a parade. Yeah. It just didn't happen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yeah, and, and it was basically Will Smith was war against the NFL. NFL said no, it's there's, it might be violent, but you know these these football players knew what they were going against and. To the point, they they're not that injured, and everything's a rosy little. And they, you know, the violins came out, and well, let's see. Do you and, think this is so bad it's going to basically destroy Will Smith's career? No, because he, he he did he did great in it. Well, well, wait a minute, he did great, but you've been trashing the film for the well, last it, five it minutes. It was a bad script. Yeah. It just, I, you but know, you I said Albert, care, Albert every, Brooks and Alec Baldwin did well too, they right? All, they all did good. It was oh, just they all a did horrible, great. Incredible was, performances. I can't wait to see this movie. Script. I, every, I don't care. These football players knew going in that they were going to get injured. You know what I, they should have. I can see what Les is saying. Yeah. There's lots of Will Smith movies where Will Smith is good and the movie's terrible. Right. You, you know what? Thank you. Black, <laughs> Thanks for the assist. What, what we needed less is for them to just have a different script, and they could have, you know, taken instead of twelve angry men, three angry men, and <laughs> and, and the three yeah. of them, Will, Albert, and Alec, could have done a great job. Yeah. Look, we all know that the, 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 you know these NFL football players have their heads scrambled. They're not going to Consuelo at Doctor Welby's office. They're screwed <laughs> up. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, when I made it, a Doctor Marcus Welby. Read 
reference on Peter Tilden's show. He said, thanks, Grandpa. You think anybody remembers that show? So you you, you can't go Dennis Miller on us. you got to have more current references. Oh, okay. Les, on a scale of 1 to 790, how do you rate this movie? 11. Uh, 790? <laughs> yes. That's worse That's than a hit to low. the head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to make up your own mind as to whether to see concussions starring Will Smith or not. Les Siegel, uh, thank you for the superb, as always, movie review, and you uh, have yourself a, a wonderful 2016. You guys, too. Thanks a lot. 954 The Time, Talk Radio 790 KABC. Let's check traffic with Bill Thomas.